Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Nelson, and welcome to PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops, the podcast devoted to all things winter maintenance. The Snow and Ice Cooperative Program, or PSYCOP for short, is one of AASHTO's technical service programs created to provide technical assistance and resources to member states. Now, one of our primary objectives is to share information about winter maintenance, operations, and road weather. And in 2022, PIARC's 16th World Winter Service and Road Resiliency Congress will be hosted by our neighbors to the north in Canada and the city of Calgary. Now, with us today is Nadia Lapa of Transport Canada, and she's the project manager for the 16th Congress who has graciously agreed to join us and fill us in on what we can expect and why, what, and why we should attend. Hi, Nadia. Welcome to PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for having me. You know, unless you've attended one of these Winter Road Congresses, it's really hard to imagine the the experience and the expertise that comes together from around the world with one common goal in mind, and that's winter maintenance. Now, Nadia, when what went through your mind when you found out that the Congress was coming to Canada and you had this great opportunity to be the project manager? Well, I was very excited. Um, It was actually a very slow lead in uh, because as you can imagine, when you bid on one of these things, it takes a while before you actually are awarded um, the ability to host this Congress. And so this has been in the works for several years now. And I was brought onto the project um, about two years ago. Um, so by then things were already in motion and, uh, and all, and all the big pieces were already uh, starting to, to get into play. But as you can imagine, our world was turned up last, uh, turned upside down last year. So we're, uh, we're adapting just like everybody else. I suspect that uh, the organizing committee, when they sort of came up with this uh, theme of adapting to a changing world, that um, they really didn't have this whole pandemic thing in mind and, and how relevant it would really be. Um, what, 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 what is the pandemic um, you know, what's it, what's it caused for you? Uh, you know, there's a, a lot of difference between an in-person event and, and a virtual event. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, nothing screams winter more than Canada, right? I think, I think that's, that's, that's the key here, right? Like when you think of a winter climate, you're thinking Canada, you're thinking Northern hemisphere. And, and, and of course we're thrilled to have the Congress. We were thrilled to host it live in person in Calgary in 2020, 2022. Um, And so, of course, you know, I think when the theme of the Congress was developed, adapting to a changing world, it was developed with a lot of different um, aspects of what we were dealing with back in the day and what we're dealing with now. And it fits. I think that no matter anybody looking at the situation that we're all living right now understands the need for governments, for municipalities, for provinces, for territories, for regions, for countries to adapt to whatever the circumstances they're living uh, at the time. And, and that's certainly what we've had to do in planning this Congress, not only from um, a health and safety perspective, but also from an economical, uh, an economic um, reality perspective. When you look at Canada's economic reality versus some of the economic um, realities of the countries, prior member countries around the world. So um, there's a lot of different aspects at play here. 
Now, when I was when I was involved, and and you know, we have, we've talked in the past, and and uh, I was involved with this technical committee and and a, and a few of these congresses. Um, we always teamed up with the uh, tunnels technical committee, and uh, so we we sort of had this joint uh, winter tunnels conference. Uh, there's a new partner for Calgary 2022. Isn't that right? Resilience. Um, tell me more. <laughs> resilience. We oh, brought, resil- we I, the I, resilience. I technical committee. I didn't know where you were going with it. Of course. Yes. So this is something that we're very, very excited about. Um, so, you know, over the years, the uh, the winter conference has has been something that Pyark has been known for. Every four years, uh, once per cycle, there is a conference that focuses just on winter. And there is so much technical uh, information that is shared and knowledge transferred between the different technical committees and experts from around the world on this very specific topic. Um, and that of course, is enough to have a conference all on its own. What we were realizing, and I say we being, you know, uh, the Canadian Organizing Committee and the PIARC Association, is that there is this huge demand for more knowledge sharing, um, more more uh, interest, I guess, in this topic of resiliency. And once per strategic cycle, which lasts four years, was just not enough. Um, and so the association felt that it was it was time to try to bring in uh, more experts to talk about this this very important topic of resiliency, which spans. You know, a lot of people ask me, well, "What does that even mean?" And it's it really it spans so many so many topics, so many so much to talk about when it comes to uh, road transport and resilience. So think, you know, weather and climate. Think. Um, you know, um, cyber attacks, think, think natural disasters. And so um, we were very, very happy, very, very excited to be able to add this other, uh, this other pillar, um, thematic pillar to our conference, which is resilience. And so um, the conference has these two themes, this winter uh, avenue and this resilience avenue and the uh, overwhelming success of the call for papers um, uh, process really did show that there was indeed a need for these two pillars. So um, we received qu- the same, almost the same amount of abstracts for the winter theme and the resilience theme. And we are very, very excited to be able to present both of those to you next year. You know, when when you think about opportunities for knowledge transfer, and and that and you know that's really sort of what the Congress is all about is this exchange of experience, this exchange of of knowledge. Um, like you mentioned, there's there's this the the papers, right? There's the the lectures, there's the lecture sessions, there's the you know moving that around, and 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 I guess um, when we when we think about those papers, uh, you know. First of all, you think, oh, well, they're coming from the academics, right? These are academic papers and research and, and you know, highbrow stuff. Um, from my experience, there's a lot of practitioners that yeah. have contributed to the process. Uh, so it's it's not this, this hard-on PhDs, you know, cranking lots of data and drawing graphs and charts and putting formulas on the screen. Uh, there's a lot of, of papers that get submitted from practitioners, um, but, but I think there's, there's also opportunities 
for the host country to, you know, showcase the the unique challenges that they have when it comes to winter maintenance. Um, so, so there's just as much of this knowledge transfer that takes place, you know, because you're there and you see how they do business. And, and there's, there's things that, that come up that, that you don't think about asking the question until you sort of see it. Um, how is, how is this like going to work in the, in the virtual environment? So, yeah, that's a really good question, and it's an answer that we're working on right now. So, um, you know, earlier this year, it became very apparent that for a number of reasons, we would need to move to pivot, for lack of a better word, to pivot towards a virtual online-only Congress. Um, I think, you know, as I mentioned, through the lens of health and safety, um, for Canadians and for all those traveling to Canada, and also the economic uh, reality that that all countries are facing, and this inability, I guess, to sort of uh, for for other countries, um, less fortunate countries, to be able to access vaccines in the same way that perhaps uh, Canada and the U.S. have been able to. So um, the decision was made to make this a virtual conference. Um, you know, to just make it as accessible as possible to all PIARC member countries and to all PIARC members. And um, the Canadian Organizing Committee and the uh, General Secretariat at PIARC have been working very, very hard to try to ensure that this Congress does not lose um, what PIARC is known for. And that is like the ability to network with your colleagues, the ability to transfer knowledge, and the ability to, to really have something interesting to showcase and to teach people and to have them be able to participate as actively as possible. So what we've done is we have gone out and hired uh, consultants who know this world better than we ever could and who have brought us uh, what we feel is a very strong virtual platform to host this, uh, to host this, this interactive uh, Congress. And what we hope to build into this platform are different pockets of, of knowledge sharing, unique opportunities, um, site visits uh, based in, in Calgary and around that we would have had live if you had all been able to come and join us, so that you really get a flavor for the city, which is an amazing city, um, a flavor for how we do things in Canada and a greater understanding of what some of our challenges uh, are here in a very harsh winter and unpredictable winter climate. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks were disappointed when, when um, the decision was made to go virtual. I know <clears throat> personally, I was looking forward to coming to uh, Calgary where the, the 88 Olympics were held, right? That's right. The Olympics in Calgary. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, coming from, from the Western part of the U S you know, it's like you guys have that little rodeo up there that takes place every year. I, I think you call it the Calgary stampede. Yeah. It is the Calgary stampede. It's, well done. It's kind, of, it's kind it's kind of a big deal. Um, it is. And, but you know, I guess with the virtual offering, I, I remember when I was in Quebec, at the, at the Congress 12 years ago, it was cold. It was like really cold. So, so sort of this idea of having these virtual tours and things like that, where we can like enjoy from the warmth of our fire, you know, that, that might not be too bad a thing. You know, 
Yeah, you have, you're onto something there, Rick. I think you are like, you know, I, I remember we did a site visit last year when we were preparing to do this, obviously, uh, live. And we were checking out some of the sites. And of course, we went in the dead of winter, we went right around the time of the Congress in February. And um, it's cold. So winter in Canada is cold. And, uh, and it's cold. And I remember being out there and we were testing, um, or testing, we were looking at the, uh, the, let's call it the playground for what would have been the snowplow competition. And, you know, Calgary's gracious, gracious hosts, they were showing us all these different options and how we could do things. And I remember thinking like, okay, we need to have a warm spot for people to sit and enjoy the show because it is cold. So definitely, that's a definite plus that I hadn't even occurred to me. So so well done. Yeah, we can you can enjoy it can enjoy it from the comfort of your own your own study or, or dining room or wherever it is you happen to be working at the time. So, so Nadia, what are, what are some of the, so let's, 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 let's paint a happy smile on this virtual Congress. All right. right? We're not going to be able to come to, to Calgary and we're not going to be able to enjoy our favorite beverage with our colleagues uh, uh, from around the world. But what are, what are some of the benefits of, of having this virtual Congress? I mean, there are, there are so many, Rick, like I, like we, I mean, if you look at how the world has evolved over the last year, and we really have evolved, like we thought we were virtual, and we were high tech, and we were able to do everything we wanted to do before. But if you think about how far we've come in the last 12 months, for good and for bad, um, we really come very far. So you can access this conference from anywhere. So if you're on a train, and you have a phone, it will fit to the screen of your phone and you can watch it there. You can watch it um, in the comfort of your living room on your big screen TV. You can also just stream it on your desk. Um, and so I think that that's, that's really, really important. What's also really important here is that it will be on demand. So what that means for us is that the sessions will go live, the sessions will, will stream live, you'll be able to watch them as per our programmed calendar of events. However, if you have to be somewhere else or do something else, or maybe there's two sessions that happen at the same time and you want to watch both, you can do that now, whereas before you wouldn't have been able to in a live in a live. Uh, in a live Congress setting. So everything will be available on demand. We also have the ability to do it in the three languages with um, with live interpretation. So English, French, and Spanish. And of course, you'll be able to watch those uh, live on demand in the three languages as well. So that's a definite plus for us. Um, having it online allows us to lower the registration fee. So what would have been, you know, a run-of-the-mill uh, live Congress fee is now significantly lower, and we've uh, we've just uh, posted our rates, and they're available on our website. Um, and so you can go on there and check them out. There is an early bird rate, there is a regular rate, and then of course there's a late fee or a late rate uh, available to everyone. But having it online allows us to to definitely reduce our expenses and make it more accessible to maybe some of the uh, the countries around the world. That, that maybe couldn't have afforded it. They couldn't have traveled to Canada. They couldn't, these people couldn't have, have, uh, have afforded uh, the flight, the airfare, the meals, the accommodation, and an elevated uh, registration fee. So there is a definite plus where, where the, the finances are concerned. Um, so no transportation or hotel expenses. 
Of course, um, as I mentioned, there'll be discussion forums, there'll be networking sessions, there'll be technical site visits, and you can pretty much do it whenever you want, however you want. So we're really looking forward to, to, to starting something new, to seeing how this goes. Um, all indications are that it will be very well received. People are excited about the flexibility that online offers, and, and we look forward to, to being able to deliver that for you. You know, you, you really hit on a, uh, a point. Um, uh, I guess one of the things that, that these virtual conferences and, and so on have really shown us is that um, there's this sort of pent-up demand for access. And I know at the TRB, at the Transportation Research Board conference last year, that was, that was a virtual event, um, you know, for, for our winter maintenance uh, committee meetings, you know, usually and, and during a live uh, an in-person event, there's there's maybe forty or fifty people actually make it to the um, to the, uh, uh, the 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 committee meeting, right? Uh, man, last year we had hundreds of people uh, because they had access. Um, I, I know there are a lot of folks that that don't normally get to travel. You know, it's it's like heck, we have a hard enough time getting from one state to another let alone to a different country. So, so I think that's going to be a, a big, uh, a big opportunity for folks that never have had an opportunity to, to see a world event like this. And this truly is a world event um, up close and personal uh, because of this, you know, as a result of this pandemic thing, I, I, I wish we were going to be there. I wish, uh, wish we were able to see everybody in person and, and uh, kick the tires and, and experience the <laughs> blistering cold and, and the winds of the north. But um, I think providing a lot of access for folks is, is going to be a, an important thing. We, we, agree to, we agree completely. And honestly, I will say this, no one is more disappointed than, than we are at the Canadian Organizing Committee than the city of Calgary is. We were very, very excited and hopeful that, um, that we would be able to welcome the Pyark um, family to, to Canada, to Calgary, and showcase what we believe is our, our beautiful country and our, and our beautiful city. And it was, it was a very disappointing um, moment to realize, to understand the, the repercussions that, that um, the economic and, and, and health repercussions that, that this COVID um, situation has, has put us all in and, and what needed to happen. But we feel like we made the right decision for, for the delegates, for Canadians, um, and, and right now, I think, I think we're going to do everything we can to make it as successful and as exciting as it would have been had it been live. And, and we're confident that the, um, the content, the technical content, um, and, and all, all the little Calgary flavor that we plan to inject into this Congress will shine through and will make it a very unique and enjoyable experience. You know, Nadia, when you talk about the technical content and you talk and you mentioned that there were just almost uh, the same amount of papers yeah. submitted for winter um, winter services there was as there were for resiliency, um, there's going to be some awards 
made yes. for these papers, isn't there? There is. There is. So um, right now they've just concluded, uh, well, just uh, we've concluded the uh, the call for papers process. And now authors um, who made it through that process uh, have been invited to submit their full papers. I th- believe that the deadline is August 15th. So we're starting to really ramp up production where the technical content, the technical part of this, uh, this Congress um, lands. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely, um, we definitely believe that there are some really, really good papers in there so much so that, um, for every Congress that PyArc hosts, um, there is what we call PyArc prizes. So that is the official, official name given to, uh, basically an evaluation of all the papers, uh, based on a set, um, a predetermined uh, list of criteria and uh, prize categories and um, the technical committees um, and an international jury are established and they evaluate the papers and, and uh, prizes are awarded to the different categories. So it is a very exciting process. In addition to that, um, member countries were invited to run their own uh, national level competitions is what we're calling them. And so uh, for all the papers submitted by your country, um, uh, the countries were invited to to run their own competition and to award papers um, that were, I'm sorry, submitted by their own country. So for example, Canada ran a competition or is running a competition and it's about to get underway once we start to receive the final papers. And I believe the US, uh, we're very excited to hear that uh, that they are doing, you are doing one as well. And so I believe that that, that is underway over the next two months. So um, a lot of very exciting prizes to be given and an acknowledgement for these excellent, excellent um papers that were written by these authors. So we're really thankful for the, uh, the superior content that, that is making our Congress what it is. Yeah. In fact, that's how our paths first crossed was yes. as we were discussing these national paper awards. Yeah. Nadia, what, what else can we expect to see on the program uh, besides the, the technical piece? Um, it, it seems to me that there was, there was a call out for, were they like spotlight sessions or? Uh, yeah. What are they being called? They're called foresight sessions. Um, Foresight sessions. Yeah. yeah. So there was a call done for that as well, where partner organizations could um, submit proposals for topics of interest tied to road transportation, obviously, and um, and for the Congress. And so I believe that we landed on eight foresight sessions. Um, Each one is being developed right now as we speak. Um, I know a little bit about a few of them. They all look very interesting. So there's definitely this, this, this branching out. It's not just um, papers and sessions and, uh, you know, very high, highly technical content. We do have this, these foresight sessions. We have a lot of, um, networking, uh, opportunities. We also give, which is very unique to PyArc, um, the ability, because we really do believe in what, what these authors are capable of and what they do. We do give all the authors the ability to host their own poster session. And so basically, uh, you know, you enter into this, this wonderful world of virtual technology and the, the sky is the limit. So um, we have a really, really uh, neat 
pro uh, platform that will be able to accommodate uh, every accepted paper as a poster. So while not all accepted papers um, will go to session, all of them will go to a poster session. And so you have the ability to meet with the author, to have a one-on-one -on -one video chat with the author, to ask whatever question you want, to click on their poster to, that will bring you to their site or wherever it is they're hosting more material on the topic. So there's a lot of different ways to connect, ways that didn't necessarily exist in a live, a live world. We know that it'll never be the same, but we are confident that we'll be able to deliver a good experience. Oh, that's, that sounds great. Um, you know, as, as sort of we've gone through all of this and we've talked about the, the important elements of the, the Congress, the things that people can expect to see, I think there's one thing that we really do need to mention before we, before we wrap up, and that is the dates. Oh, yes, that's right. When do you come? And as I mentioned, yeah. As I mentioned, um, the um, there'll be three three categories, I guess, of uh, of registration fees, and so there's an early bird, a regular, and a late. And the Congress kicks off uh, February seventh, February seventh to February eleventh. So one whole week. It's five full days with about um, we're looking at sixty sessions. And and then of course there's poster sessions. There's an exhibition hall. There's keynote speakers. Um, there's an opening and closing. There is um, you know uh, senior official sessions as well. And of course the technical visits that uh, that will bring a little bit of Calgary to your uh, computer screen. Right. And and so in in the show notes for this podcast, I will I will put those dates. I'll put the um, the website that you had mentioned. Triple uh, www.pyark-calgary2022.org, uh, so folks can go there and and get all the information uh, that they want. Uh, is there anything else that have we forgotten? Anything is is there anything else we need to 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 talk about I, uh, as we wrap up? I I think you've covered it all. I'm I'm really excited to to welcome you all to. Calgary virtually in uh, in February of 2022, and of course, um, if there's any specific questions or or things that you want to know about us, about Calgary, about the conference, about the PIARC organization, um, just just get in touch. There's a, a contact us on the website, and you can send all your queries that way, um, and we're, we'll be happy to answer them. Well, that's that's great. I know I'm personally looking forward to to attending. And uh, I hope you folks that are out there listening uh, want to attend too. I think you should check it out. I, I think it's going to be a, a great opportunity uh, to to see some some uh, some excellent work that's being done out there with respect to winter maintenance and and uh, resiliency. With that, Nadia, I want to I want to thank you for visiting with us on Psychop Talks Winter Ops. It's been a pleasure having you on board. It was a pleasure to be here today. I'll come back anytime. Thanks again to Nadia. Project Manager for the 16th World Winter Service and Road Resilience Congress for being on this episode and sharing info on this great event. And as always, if there's a topic you'd like more information on, or if there's somebody with an interesting story you'd like us to visit with, send me an email at rnelson at ashto.org and we'll make it happen. Psychop Talks Winter Ops is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, just about any place you go for your podcast content. Give us a like and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. In addition, you can find episodes on our website, psychop.transportation.org. 
Support for PSYCOP comes from state DOTs who make an annual contribution of $4,000. It's because of those states that PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops and all the other resources that help state DOTs achieve their winter maintenance mission are possible. Until next time, thanks for listening in and stay safe out there.